Hey guys, welcome to another episode of Thinking on Charge podcast. Uh, today we're on episode 12. I actually did my research to make sure we were on the right episode. Uh, no, we're on episode 10 again. Fucking Ryan, we're going to be on episode 10 for like a century. Um, I'm Jonathan with Team Salt Boys. Uh, I'm Ryan with Team Rays. And I'm Evan Glover from Team Rays. Uh, unfortunately, Marco could not make it in today. He's a little bit under the weather. Get, get well soon, bro. Uh, we were blessed with the uh, chance to get in touch with Mr. Evan U7 himself, uh, meme of the century slash secret reveals combination attack. Great, great guy. How are you today, Evan? I am doing great. Just uh, exhausted with all the exhausted in a good way with all the hype and energy from the community, the messages, the people, and just you know us trying to represent Houston. So I'm like I'm really tired, <laughs> but I'm here. And that's what's more important. There it is. We're always, we're always here. Uh, Ryan, how are you doing, sir? I didn't ask you. I'm sorry. I'm rude. Uh, <laughs> uh, I'm doing pretty good so far. Uh, I uh, so it's been. Uh, I actually went to KSC for the first time in about. Uh, I didn't realize it's about six years. Uh, ever since I joined the uh, when I joined the army, I actually uh, I've been to KSC in a long time. Uh, just a, just a quick question because before we actually get into the real Dragon Ball, uh, when did they stop serving potato wedges? Uh, oof. Because I looked at my bag and I said, uh, ma'am, I have fries. Uh, can I have my potato wedges? And she goes, you what? I think within the year, because, um, KFC always had wedges. That, I, I was, I've, I've just never been more confused in my life. But I think that was a change I wasn't ready for. But I think after that, we can go back to some DBS chatter. Shooketh. <laughs> I was shook at the deed. Uh, well, Ryan, Evan, thank you guys for asking how I'm doing. I'm doing phenomenal, by the way. Um, I have been playing a lot of Dragon Ball this week. My wife and son were in Mexico, so uh, I got to be a single guy for like six days, and I'm actually I'm tired of playing <laughs> Dragon Ball. I, I think I overplayed myself, but um, let's get into the meat and potatoes, so to speak. Wedges, not fries here. Uh, we have had, obviously, a lot of reveals for the new set and promos. I'm not going to go over the stuff we missed the last, like, four weeks, but just this last few days. Uh, let's do a new segment, guys. Let's do um, some awards here. Uh, let's do Yamcha of the Week, which will be, like, the shit card that nobody thinks is good. The uh, Gohan of the Week that has potential to do something but maybe doesn't fulfill itself just yet. And then MVP 17 of the Week. Just, you know, saves the universe. It's really strong, really good. Um, Evan, you're the guest. Let's start with you. Um, I have some cards in the Discord chat you can look through from the reveals. Okay. Hopefully your connection is strong enough to, to go through. Otherwise, we'll chop it up. Well, I mean, I'm looking at general groups. I'm just... Oh, are you talking about for the, the PyCon and the, the coolers? Just, just any card in general that's been like released. Uh, yeah, well, you have all the reveals you could pick from, really. But I'm going to stick to the ones from the last like three, four days. You can even pick the secret that you. <laughs> <laughs> oh, <laughs> no, I. Uh, you know, I um, I like. I'm really digging the cooler and stuff, and I think the cooler is actually. I, like I say, man, with the ban list happening, um, I think that that cooler may be a four of. <laughs> I really like the cooler. The um, I'm glad that Android 16 is getting support. It doesn't have unique, which is pretty wild. And I like that SS Blue Vegeta Spirit Mentor. Um, you can actually run that Invoker on turn three. 
and play the um you don't have to worry about his second auto but that first auto when it says you know choose up to one cob and if you didn't play one you get to neck 30 so that's another sense of i mean another empress death beam right there so and i think you know you look at the um the cool not the cooler the king cole is pretty cool the um i'm glad pycorn's getting some type of love and that king vegeta commanding support that's i mean you're just you're just giving support so crazy cards um definitely definitely some crazy cards for this for the championship Brian, do you have uh, any specifics and categories, or anything you want oh, to yeah. discuss specifically? Uh, we're, we'll start with the, what my what my opinion for the best card is. Everybody's gonna go for the cooler. Um, you're not generally. It's the big the the big boy, and it does a lot. And I think it's gonna put uh, cooler mill back on the the, the menu for uh, when you see meta. But uh, my number one pick for I think MVP seventeen of the week uh, is gonna be Beerus Unceasing Rage. Uh, that card is absolutely mental. Uh, being able to arrival for uh, one red from uh, off of a red yellow. Uh, a, it replaces if it hits the board, it replaces itself. Uh, next, two battle cards, your opponent's control and rest mode by negative ten. And if you're playing any kind of red yellow build, um, it's not once per turn. Activate main one red, one yellow, one uh, one colorless. Uh, choose all of your opponent's battle cards in rest mode. Uh, neg all of them by twenty. And then the card get, then Beerus gets 5k and triple tri- triple strike. So if you're playing against something like a baby or like a slow stall deck, uh, you probably if you get to like six energy and the Beerus sticks on board, uh, you could potentially just go for game with this thing. If the, if you put all or nothing into this card, this also becomes a uh, heartfelt plea target because of the plus five boost. Oh yeah, the you mean the uh, the card that's limited to one now? <laughs> hey, that's a second secret here now. So yeah. There you go, second secret beer. But that's my choice for MVP 17 of the week is the beer's unceasing rage. Uh, card. Uh, when I saw that card, I was like, this card is literally mental. And uh, I'm currently going to try to figure out ways to stuff it in any red deck I can. It's uncommon, so you're going to get a lot of them. It's going to be cheap. Uh, I'm excited for it. Uh, my choice for uh, Gohan of the week, uh, our potential card of the week, is going to be uh, Gohan and Krillin buying time. The uh, new revive card that we're getting uh, as well. Uh, place what's got an auto place one card from your life in your drop area when this card is played from your hand choose one card or uh or when this uh, when this card is played from your hand choose one choose up to one of your opponent's battle cards place it at the bottom of its owner's deck no specified cost so if your opponent has like a monster on board or something like that uh you can just slam this card on the board and then send it to the bottom nice or if your leader leader is a uh, a green sun goku card uh so probably the revive leader that you play this with uh, you play it to one battle card with the keyword skill revive, blue-green, and an energy cost of three or less from your deck with the skills negated for the turn, and then shuffle your deck. So, it's a good way to try to give revive a little bit more support. Um, I kind of, I did, I, I liked revive when I got back into the game around when Android 21 was really meta, but uh, there was just not enough to keep revive alive. Uh, they tried really, they tried really hard, and they did a pretty good job with that new card. Uh, that new uh, that card they came out with, uh, Surge Piccolo, the uh, the two drop uh, Kaioken revive card that could pop cards on the field. Uh, that card was actually pretty nuts. I agree. I don't know if anybody remembers that card, but I really did like that card. But uh, that's my choice for the Gohan of the week. Uh, I hope that they do more uh, revive stuff. Uh, if they don't, then this card will kind of teeter out of existence uh, later in life. But um, sure. and then my card for the uh, Yamcha of the week, the absolute worst shit card. It was going to be PyCon, and then they released my boy, King Cole, Gathering the Clan. This card is absolutely 
horrible. I've never seen a more worse card design in my life. It's, <laughs> it's a four drop. It's a four drop with no deflection, no barrier, no evasion whatsoever. When this card is, first off, it has to be played from your hand. That's where it really gets fucky. Play this, <laughs> when this card is played from your hand, look at the top five cards of your deck. Play up to one red-blue multicolor Freeza Clan card with an energy cost of five or less from among them, then shuffle your deck. You got three this, targets there, at least. You've, you've got three targets there, but man, is this thing going to get deleted. This has no deflect. If this card at least had deflect, it'd be playable. What's well, a rare, bro. Like, what do you expect? I expect it to be good. <laughs> you expect this, you expect wrong. This isn't like this isn't Yu-Gi-Oh or like Razor hit or miss. Bandai, though, you know Bandai. You let's take a seat. I'm gonna, I'm I'm gonna I'm gonna uh, we're gonna side away here to my, to the next segment of the podcast real quick. I'm gonna we're do Bandai free advice. Free advice, Bandai. <laughs> give this card a rival. Give this card deflect. Reduce its cost. Make this card playable, Bandai. That'd be an SR. That'd be an SR if it was that much. Oh, 100- Oh, 100%. If this, card had, if this card had the keyword scale arrival, then it'd be playable. Okay. Uh, let me go into the segment. I'm going to start with the Yamcha of the week. Um, I'm going to go with good old Faithful here. I'm going to go with Jiren, uh, Unseen Potential. Uh, it is never going to see its potential, ever. <laughs> uh, it's 15k, no barrier, no deflect. It searches for a top 7, and it plays on top of the one-drop Jiren that also has no protection. So, uh, it's trash. I'm sorry. I, I don't like the Jiren support so far. Unless it's like a secret rare or something that comes up, it, I feel like it'd still be a waste of a card. The whole Jiren archetype looks like it's going to be a fail. So, that is my selection for Yamcha of the week. Hey. Uh, for Gohan of the week, I'm actually going to take Ryan's pick for Yamcha of the week and go King Cold Gathering the Clan. Um, and the reason I say that is because there's potential to really pick a multitude of choices, right? You have both coolers that are five drops, the one that's a rival and one that's the promo, uh, that you can play off of this for four energy. Obviously you'd rather just arrival the one. Uh, but then you can also get that five drop Frieza that can triple strike neg board by 30, ignoring barrier, which is, I think probably the main selection you want to, cause you can't really cheat it out besides swap Frieza or, uh, what's the thing? Rebirth? Rebirth of Justice? So, Rebirth of Justice. the fact that you get a 20k blocker, um, if it sticks, right? So, obviously, you counterplay Trunks, counterplay Frieza. Uh, if you counterplay Frieza, you still get the effect. So, really, one only one that you're scared of is counterplay Trunks. At that point, you don't care about losing the blocker because you can still play the 5 drop. So, I think this is a Gohan of the week for me. Uh, because at four, I think you're tapping four for rebirth anyway. So if you can hit off of this, it's just the same. And then finally, also it takes away the Frieza uh, counterplay. Uh, finally, the MVP 17 of the week. I'm going to go with SSB Vegeta Spirit Mentor. Uh, I am a red player, and this card makes me hard. It is fucking three, two red specified, three costs, deflect barrier, so all the fucking keywords you want for when you play a card. You can, you can play a fucking Kaba unison with it. So you chain attack into a Kaba unison with three markers on it, but if you don't, you get fucking Emperor's Death Beam instead. Like, what, <laughs> what the fuck is this? Like, you could kill 
just about any battle card, like Catapestla sitting that six drop barrier. Nah, fuck you. SSB Vegeta in your face. Goodbye. Like this and, shit's busted. Four of staple red staple. I'm calling it. And look at this. It, it, I like how it says. Um, and the thing is, you're not required to use his once per turn spirit boost. But that's the thing, because what you do is you set a blue energy down first, and then you set two multicolor cards down in the invoker, and then you tap three to play this, and then he would just be a, a deflect barrier 19k. So you could definitely then go into like the um, blue technique with it with this. But um, this card is this card is definitely broken. Um, you you're looking at a lot of pressure. Win this game because you just draw into one of these early on um, by your turn by your turn it's it's pretty it's pretty bad. You hard mulligan for this for sure. Like I'm hard oh, mulligan for this for sure. Hard mulligan. But... Hard no, you don't... mulligan. I'm throwing my whole hand back, Ryan. If I don't see it. <laughs> oh my god. Well, you don't have you don't have to. You just play. Uh, we are universe seven. You can add it straight to your hand. All right, see, Evan's got the knowledge, bro. I'm hard mulliganing for one of those two cards, okay? Yeah, you can add one of those. It's going to be pretty interesting, though. That's going to be pretty... Absolutely breaking my head. Really oh, bad. you know what? If I run quad color Vegito by running fucking uh, height and pa uh, path to... What is it? Path to power? Yeah. Uh, I'm just going to run quad color Vegito, run fucking planet Vegeta and pick this bad boy up for one energy, and then drop this motherfucker on turn three. See you later. But yeah, I definitely um, I definitely like some of the uh, the new promotion cards they're doing, and even the uh, the new multicolor cards they made are very good. I'm glad to see Bandai still trying to give support for multicolor. Uh, I hope we get uh, another multicolor set, like he did with uh, set nine, or uh, set nine, set eight, where they were real multicolor heavy. I would really like another set like that. Uh, I think we're gonna get. Some some multicolor support because we've already started the new blockchain of uh, Unison Warrior. The Spirit Boost, right? So we're, oh, yeah, we're called? going into Spirit Boost or whatever. Spirit. So, yeah. So if that's the case, I could imagine that this is just the start of multicolor, and we're gonna get promos. Obviously, multicolor. We're gonna get you know set multicolor. We're probably gonna get more. I don't know if they're gonna go with Surge uh, multicolor leaders. I feel like they could do without a Surge multicolor leader. Surge, don't be fucking cowards. Well, they could do a, a regular multicolor like Awaken or something, or they do a new leader mechanic. Uh, but I think they could. It's in their realm of doing, and I think tricolor is on its way. I I, 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 I think the reason why Bandai uh, was scared about Surge uh, is because of not only was it that Surge took off too quickly, it's the fact that Surge was not even around for a set before they automatically started gravitating towards tricolor. And like the amount of the amount of power that Surge Coup and Surge Piccolo had was just unbridled. How you went from uh, just a red yellow and a blue and a blue green deck to like a blue yellow, a blue red yellow and a, uh, and a, a yellow blue green, like like just the speed that both the decks had were just crazy. Yeah, I mean we do have a quad. We have three quad color leaders, and they're all awful. So. Yes, they're I all I think tricolor would be okay. It would be balanced, you know. I would just. I just want to see Surge come back because Surge, honestly, Surge, uh, out of uh, any format, uh, any format, in any game, realistically, too. Talking about Yu-Gi-Oh with pendulums or Magic with its like, or Magic with any format that's existed, 
or me just playing like my brief uh, playstyle with Pokemon when I played a uh, uh, Rayquaza Dragon Spam. Um, like out of any game in any format I've played, I think honestly think the Surge format uh, was my favorite format from any game, even rivaling like my favorite, which is Pepe. Um, I just really loved uh, how powerful both leaders were, and how like uh, the the evolution of how fast they took on it was great. That's fair. Um, I mean, obviously, it was too strong. They had to errata the leaders to obviously, you know, um, scry Piccolo was too much. That's a magic term, but uh, they neutered Piccolo pretty quick, and they neutered Goku pretty quick. But Invoker's still strong. Self Surge is still strong. Kefla exists. Uh, <laughs> Surge Broly, you know, it was it was like a. I'd say it's still probably rogue. Um, it- it teeters in and out of existence. But Kefla, you know. Um, the worst. Yeah. They did wrong. But you know what's funny? I got to give credit to Lucas because Lucas actually made a spicy Kefla deck. Um, it's actually pretty annoying because it's pretty good. But we'll just leave it at that. <laughs> but uh, I, I, wanna, I honestly want to see Surge come back. And now that we're talking about Surge, let's go ahead and enter um, my new segment, uh, Bandai Free Advice. Again. Uh, where, yes, again. Huh? Yes, again, we're Bandai. We're gonna come at you live with some uh, really spicy free advice. Um, two leaders now that you've made that are both uh, uh, surge leaders that are not surge leaders. Uh, Android sixteen definitely has the playing of a surge leader. Um, it it is exactly what I what I uh, I did say it would be on another podcast on what you should do for a surge leader that you either uh, put two underneath. So this 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 is how you fix surge, and uh, I'm gonna take the. Uh, Android 16 into account. So you make it a multicolor leader, right? You give it a really good draw effect on the front. You give it some really good effects on the front. Da, 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 da. And then you awaken. You can either do the surge effect where you put two underneath. Um, you put two underneath. You either draw three, untap one, draw two, untap two, draw or untap one, draw three, uh, or draw four. You do one of those, right? Da, 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 da. And you flip over, and you've got two powerful effects that you can only do twice, right? Or you take what Android 16 is, right? You have a really good you have a really good permanent effect that really boosts the deck. You have this really good draw effect, right? That really that really uh, plays to how the deck's playstyle wants to be. And then you have this awakening skill that lets you either awaken early, take your life, or you awaken on time like normal. And um, you don't put any cards underneath. But on the backside, you don't draw because you are a surge leader. Being multicolor is just powerful enough on its own. But you have an effect that you can always do, like with Android 16's ability to combo in and out. Now let's go ahead and uh, let's go ahead and talk about uh, Bandai's uh, second yeah. surge leader. Uh, no, 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 not Beerus. But Beerus is a very close. Be- Be- if it wasn't for Surge Coup, Beerus would probably would should have been the surge leader because of just how good Beerus is. Beerus is a really good card. And in fact, uh, when Surge Coup came out, Beerus actually was. Uh, 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 Beerus did play the same shell that uh, Surge Coup played, which is actually pretty good. It's uh, one of the reasons why I liked it a lot. Hmm. But uh, let me go ahead and pull this bad boy up real quick. I have it buried underneath here. I don't know why I didn't post it. That but, card uh, oh, expensive. That new red yellow Beerus card, by the way. Sorry, I'm looking at the, the, the new reveals for the promo pack stuff. Oh, no, no the new promo pack stuff's really good. But uh, the number one card that, you, that, that was made for Surge, uh, that should have been a Surge leader, was... Um, uh, what's it called? Uh, Harutagarn. Harutagarn should have been your next step chance at making a uh, blue-yellow um, 
Or not blue yellow, sorry, blue green uh, uh, surge leader, like you should have done with Android 16. It's got this really powerful front effect uh, for, um, you know, drawing two, pitching one, you know, just like the other one. Um, and then uh, it's got this really good awakening skill. You've got, and then on the back side, it just plays into the deck super powerful with its uh, with its ability to, you know, help you evolve, you know, uh, place two cards. You know, it's, it's activate battle, place two cards from underneath one of your uh, blue green cards, and it's on its drop area, and choose one of your cards, it gets 5k power for the turn. Um, those are really big effects. Um, the biggest effect that I like the most about it, though, is the um, the evolve skill. You can take off the auto to draw one, get rid of it once per turn. Because, like I said, you're a surge leader. Being multicolor is you're uh, already just you know good in general. You don't have to sit there and say I need to you know just be broken to be good for surge. Being dual color is uh, good on its own, and that's I think what a lot of people just don't understand about what made surge really good is just being the dual color that you like. You had the option of playing a lot of different cards for free. And with Surge in general, you had the option of playing um, all these really good uh, cards that say if your leader is green or your leader is blue and stuff like that. And now you have that as well with um, with car- new cards that have come out too. But like I said, Harutagarn definitely kind of feels like it was supposed to be our next uh, our next blue our next Surge leader, especially because it has a kind of the same effect that Cell has. You know, on the front side when it swings, look at your top five cards, add one to your hand. And then if you added one discard one, the same effect as Surge Cell. And that doesn't make Surge Cell bad because Surge Cell is constantly cycling his hand replacing. And um, even if you even if you took away the, the... You can even keep the draw power for Harutagarn on the back because of the fact that uh, uh, Harutagarn wants to kind of play these, like, you know, explosive builds, you know, like where you're, like, constantly nuking your hand all the time. Right. Mm. That, that's all I'm going to say for my uh, Bandai free advice. Uh, for this segment, until we go to our next segment, which is Bandit, I'm giving you more free advice. <laughs> but um, yeah, that's it for that's it for my ranting. Okay, well, uh, we'll we'll go into your rant a little bit because uh, that was a pretty pretty heated debate you had with yourself. Uh, let's go into another heated debate that we had um, this past week with PPG Houston. Uh, oh. uh, first event that Houston gets to host that's uh, bigger than the local. I'm I'm very happy for the city and the community to finally be able to host an event thanks to ppg of course for uh, blessing us with the opportunity to show the community as a whole that houston's a viable city to, to hold these events and instead of dallas it always had to be dallas for for us to go up there at least so uh, we were actually blessed with the ban list a day early which triggered the option for ppg houston to implement the ban list three weeks early to kind of chauffeur in uh, the era of the new ban list. And uh, I will say that not everybody was excited to hear that that might be a possibility. Um, I'll put it it the way like I told Jonathan before he started podcast. It it was uh, the the amount of like, it was the equivalent of like the, the, the tire fire from The Simpsons. That was just like this massive unending like blaze. It was a anime arc in a sense because we were all. I I felt like either people wanted to see other people suffer mentally with the decks because, or people just thought just get good at the game. But the thing is with that statement is that when you play tests, especially in Dragon Ball, like this is not Digimon. This Digimon is not. 
this is Digimon. This, this isn't, I'm sorry, this isn't Digimon where you could just change up a deck. This is Digimon. Level 5. <laughs> but in Dragon Ball, when this is a mental game. Like, this game is more in depth than the average um, perspective that a player has. And I learned that by being with Team Raids. It's that when you play this, the decks that we play, it's a mental thing. We have to, we're familiar with the decks. We're familiar with the strategies. We're familiar with how the deck works. So when something like that happens, it throws a player off guard who knew how his deck worked. So I just felt like if you're doing months of uh, of playtesting, right, or weeks of playtesting, the last minute thing happens like that, well, you have to shift your whole mentality around, you know? And that was the only thing I was fearful. It was like, okay, you, I have to play catastrophic both uh, post-banless. I, I don't know how I'm going to survive. I don't know how I'm going to adapt to this strategy. But other than that, I mean, I'm glad that, you know, they came to a conclusion. I think they made a wise choice um, doing that. Because I, I feel like it would I personally think a lot of players would have been disappointed. Um, even the players have been talking to me from out of state flying in, you know, they just want to enjoy this meta. So I'm glad that a lot of people were able to, you know, negotiate and discuss it because that would have been pretty rough. Okay. Um, Ryan, did you want to add anything before I kind of jump in and play devil's advocate? I'll, I'll let you do devil's advocate. Uh, I have a lot of, uh, th- there's a lot I want to say. Um, sure. But, uh, I'll let you go first uh, because, uh, you, like I said, you're playing devil's advocate, but you're also playing the middleman because because uh, uh, you you are uh, at the end of the day sponsored by Lotus. So uh, true, like it's I very said, true. Like, uh, like I said, so I'll, I'll let I'll let I'll let you go ahead and go next. So for people who don't know, um, Lotus Gaming Shop is a local store in Houston. Fairly new to the scene, they opened in October 2020. Okay, uh, soft opening, by the way. I came to them. They didn't plan on playing uh, Dragon Ball. They were going to be a magic store. Their name is Lotus, like Black Lotus. Uh, so from not being a Dragon Ball store at all to now hosting PPG when less than a year's time is kind of crazy. Um, it is. Like, it's, it's done leaps and bounds for the community. Uh, and I'm happy to be a part of a, a team like that. Um, the fact that the option came in and... Uh, Lily, the owner of Lotus, was wanting to get the community's feedback. That's what the whole point of the post was for the poll, was just to get a feel for the room, right? Read the temperature of the room and make a decision off of of that. And the, the way that it was handled, it took it, it felt like from an outside perspective that people took it personally, that like they felt for sure they were going to you know, implement the ban list when it was just a matter of what would you rather do? And we're going to take this as just data. It wasn't a vote and this will be the decision. It was, let me know what you think so we can wait. Um, There were some things that happened. I'm not going to name any names. Um, Some people messaged other people and it was in a inappropriate way, not super harsh, I don't think, but in a way that was like, really, you know, it's it's not that serious. It have been better message. Correct. Like maybe it was portrayed in the wrong way because it's through text. Uh, maybe it was something like people caught up in their emotions. You know, I'm not going to hold that against them. 
100%, but it's like, as adults, you know, there's a better way around this. Um, so that's from a neutral perspective. Uh, if I'm going to play devil's advocate, um, because there were some messages, and I'll take direct quotes, again, not naming names, that all of the good players, quote-unquote good players, were voting to not implement the ban list. Um, to the point of, and again, I, I'm devil's advocate here. If you're a good player, and I understand the viewpoint of playtesting, this is what you've tested for, and then to get your feet brought up from under you with a, a last-minute change. But if you're a good player, I'm sure you're playtesting with multiple angles, maybe multiple decks. You know, very rarely does somebody just play one deck, one deck only, 100%. Um, mm -hmm. You know, so I'm sure there are some backup decks and maybe some decks that would slight modification could still, you know, be played. Um, so if you're really, quote-unquote, a good player, there shouldn't be, like, a devastating thing. I, I mean, it's not like a leader got banned, right? Uh, leaders got... Hold a on, wait, wait, hold on, hold on, wait, wait, Gohan got banned. I just want to point that out. Okay, really fine, fine, yeah. fine. Yeah. Gohan, Gohan got Gohan, banned, Gohan, yes, you Gohan right. did get banned. The Gohan did get banned. Okay, Gohan got banned. Aside from Gohan, uh, Vegex got... Errated, Dark Broly got errated. Uh, Mecha lost a quote-unquote key piece. I think that you would probably find a similar, obviously not as strong, uh, path of play that it would still make the deck relevant. Um, and a week, you know, it's not a, a huge amount of time, but it's enough time to I think prepare because it's an even even playing field for anybody else who got hit, and then even for the people who didn't get hit you're creating a new play style that they are not prepared for either, right? Uh, it could be good, it could be bad, but it's still an unknown for those players like Blue who didn't get touched by the ban list that they're like, oh, usual uh, play, I, I shouldn't charge. Oh, now I can charge, but what's going to happen if I do tap? Do they have something? I don't know. But like Blue players, um, I don't know who else didn't get hit, but they're not used to the same three months of play style that they were used to with Mecha, Dark Broly, Vegex. Something's going to change. So now they're unprepared also. So I could see it being a little bit more of a level playing field that people shouldn't have made such a big deal out of it, even though it is a decent-sized deal. That's my devil's advocate TED Talk, I guess. So, uh, we'll, call, we'll, call, we'll call it the, 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 the job in Jonathan. Yes, we'll call it that... Um, go ahead, Ryan. Massacre my speech. Uh, <laughs> I'm gonna put it like that, my boy. Um, so uh, I'll just come out and say it up front. Um, the deck I was gonna take, the deck I am taking to PPG, regardless of what has happened, is gonna be King. Uh, was is always gonna be King Vegeta. Um, a because I got the metal leader. B because I got my switching gear signed by Chris and Sean. So oh, no yes. matter what else. Yeah, uh, congrats. Uh, shout out to uh, Leonard for doing that to me, by the way. That was probably the littest thing I've ever had somebody do for me. That's what's up, Leonard. Good job, bro. That's the littest thing ever. But uh, like I said, I was I was always going to take King Vegeta, so uh, my my vote towards uh, what was going to happen was play with uh, without implementing the ban list. The reason why uh, stems from a core belief that I have. Uh, uh, I have two beliefs uh, in life. Well, I have a lot of beliefs, but I have a belief that my dad always told me that I always do listen to. Uh, don't mess with people's food and don't mess with people's money. Those are two things that you shouldn't mess with. Uh, messing with the ban list 
messes with people's money. Uh, this doesn't stem from the argument of if you're a good player, you adapt. Um, we, uh, like I said, good players do adapt. That's not what we're trying to get to as an issue. What we're trying to, you will, but people also to when they talk about this, like you know, flinging shit and everything else like that. Like, oh, if you're a good player, then adapt. You know, oh, if you're butthurt about the ban list, you're only good because broken cards and stuff like that. Also, look at the people below too. That's like everybody's just like just like, choosing to ignore. There's a lot of people who are budget players who have stuck to these decks because a they were decks that they they started out to begin with, like Dark Broly. You know, Dark Broly was just uh, a, a crap set of commons and um, one SR that you played with until like you know it got some more uh, TP uh, TP cards. Then it started evolving, and people who were like you know these budget players stuck with Dark Broly, and they kept evolving over time. Heartfully became this easily available card because it got reprinted in the Errata set. So if you were a budget player, you could get the Errata Heartful Plea super cheap, and that also helped stem the deck out as well. Vegex, Vegex started off as a starter deck. People who got that starter deck got doubles of it, were able to go forward with the deck and keep going with that deck. Uh, people who stuck around with uh, stuff like Rebu Gohan, because Rebu Gohan's always a popular pick. You could. You could literally build Rainbow Rebu go on, and it would still, probably still be somewhat good. And it's super you know? cheap, super super cheap. Oh, 100 percent. Rebu go on super cheap. Or like, let's say you were playing uh, U or U9 because you really like the you really like the new reboot Bergamo. You really like that le that leader lock ability, and it's strong. If you pull it off, you pretty much just auto win the game. Stuff like that, right? People people are always talking about oh, if you're you're just a dark bully player because you know oh you like to play this broken deck, and that's the only reason you're good and stuff like that. Sure, there are people out there that are like that and stuff like that. But people also don't look at these other players like that. And that's who I really stick out for at the end of the day. It's what I stuck out for when I was in the army. Is uh, I stuck out for the single soldiers because married soldiers and soldiers of E5 and above always got treated better than single soldiers. If you were a single soldier, you got shit on super hard. Uh, married couples got off uh, a lot earlier. They weren't subject to any of these you know, uh, 24-hour watches or they weren't subjugated to... Uh, random room inspections, you know, people just bombarding into their rooms because, you know, it's not your place of living. The army just gives it to you, you know, stuff like that, you know. And then I was, I always uh, sat out there, I worked through all the programs for single soldiers, and I'm doing the same thing out here. I, you know, granted it's not single people, but granted it's people who, you know, don't have the ability to rapidly change from deck to deck in a week. And it does cost money, no matter what kind of deck you want to play. Like, right. uh, like I had a friend of mine. Um, I'm not like I said. I'm not going to name names because that is alienating. Uh, plays Mecha Freezer. Really likes Mecha Freezer, right? He said the only deck that he would like to play is King Cold. Now, if he got hit with Mecha, now Mecha Freezer got hit. <coughs> if we had gone and implemented the ban list, then he would have had to move from King from Mecha Freezer to King Cold because he said he wanted to play King Cold. King Cold is a cheap deck, but there are a lot of expensive cards in that deck. You've got stuff like uh, you've got stuff like the Janembu Secret. You've got stuff like the uh, free uh, the freezes. You can play dormants in your side. Uh, it just and it's also just what kind of cards you want to play in your side as well, <coughs> like Koitakai's and stuff like that. You know, you have all those cards that you know people are seeing like that, and that's realistically what I want other people to see. It should, it makes me mad when I see people, you know, just kind of go out of the way. And the reason, like, when people are like, "Oh, I'm supporting the ban list because I want to," you know you know, make these people mad because, you know, they're saying they're good players, but, like, you know, actually look at other how it's going to affect other people as well. You know, remember where you came from as well, too, because when I first started on in here, you know, Dragon Ball is on the fence for me. I don't want to spend that much money, but I took the leap and I spent, you know, my $150 on my SS4 Vegeta Secret. You know, and it got me into the game. People take that leap, but if they take that leap and then they're kicked from underneath while trying to make the jump, then they're just going to not want to play ever again. And that hurts a lot of people and it hurts our community, too. You know, and then the second thing I wanted to talk about too 
was just how the whole situation was handled. I'm not going to sit here and say, you know, you know, uh, Lotus handled it in the worst way possible. You know, the worst business ever. I'm not going to say that. You know, everybody, you know, uh, they 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 were attacked every angle. I'm not going to sit here and say they weren't attacked. The way it looks, because I didn't send a message. I'm I'm not a uh, a I'm not a child. <coughs> what I make comments and what I pitch is my voice. That's about it. I don't need to sit there and bother. Uh, any of the any of the tos or Jonathan like that, I understand where I come from. That you know, it's not a I, especially growing up in the or especially like growing up with the army. I'm not going to sit here and just start belligerently punching people. They're going to come out and say something, and if they don't, then I might give them a call or give them a message, but a polite message. It's like, hey, you know, well, I would like some answers from here and then. You know, when they made the post um, in the Houston page, it was kind of all right. You know, like you know, we are the Houston group and stuff like that. <laughs> da, 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 da. But when it came onto the DBS community page, that's when I took an issue with it. And the reason why I took an issue with it is because of the fact that if I pull it up right here, give me one quick second. Um, it'll probably take me just a bit. That's fine. As I cough really loud. We have over um, 269 votes. Um, what were we capped at? We we were capped at sixty four sixty four before we came uh un unopened right, or we became open freely right? Yeah, uncapped. Yes, so sixty four sixty four for for uh, uh for pod A pod B. That's uh what is that one hundred and twenty eight players? Yes. So that means we have one hundred and twenty eight players uh, that voted, and everybody else's vote whose vote should not count. That's how I view it uh, when it comes to making this a public vote. People who don't, who didn't pay, who aren't judging, who aren't TOs, and who aren't uh, PPG themselves, if you vote, your vote should literally be absolutely worthless. It should be as worthless as me trying to pick up a piece of shit and trying to hand it somebody for money. That's what your vote means to me. You did not pay to be in this event. You are not judging this event. You are not a tournament advisor in this event. You are not part of the tournament handling staff in this event. That Your vote is worthless to me. You were you voted as worthless as a third country trying to come in here and trying to tell me what to do. That's how useless you are to me, and that's what makes me angry about it too. Is that people uh, that people are sitting here trying to voice their opinions? You didn't pay money for this. That's why you're so. That's why you're so up and abrupt about this, because a your money's not on the line, and b your time is not on the line. People who are who spend money to for uh, hotels, for cars, for pl- for gas, for planes to come over here and want to enjoy PPG Houston because it's the first time we're doing it in Houston. Um, when they get dropped with this and they have a week to try to, you know, sidestep, we get into the money factor again. And now we're messing with people's money because they've already spent money to reserve their ticket, reserve their plane, reserve their hotel, try to spend time with their friends out in Houston or with their friends in Houston. Because if you do O2 scrub out, you're at least in Houston. And where, uh, where um, Lotus happens to be, you're near Galveston and Kima. Those are nice places, really nice places. I love Kima. I don't like Galveston. Beach kind of sucks. I like Kima because I like the atmosphere. Atmosphere in Kima is great. But um, it's just like, you know, it's just, it goes back into that money aspect. Don't mess with people's money, especially when it's people who are, who like, you know, have these decks they've had for a long time. Of course, you know, they're going to have to, they're, they're slowly adapting now. Don't, I'm not going to sit here and say, oh, if they had hit the ban list, they never would have adapted. No, no, no. That's not what I'm saying at all. I'm saying they're adapting right now, slowly, because the ban list isn't in effect until August 6th, when Bandai specifically said it was. And I posted this too, and people were like, 
oh, that doesn't matter. It does matter because it gives people time who, you know, do struggle with this kind of stuff, more ledge room to work with, you know. They can have their friends help them out. Shit, I can help people out too with the with my friend who wants to build King Cold. I have the cards he doesn't have. I'm not playing the deck right now. He's more than welcome to borrow them. I'm not using them because that's what friends are for. And that's what teammates are also for too. You know, we like I said, a lot of people were drawing the pointing fingers at teams that we have in Houston. Listen, if someone was struggling like Jonathan or Ernest or me, I know that our team would turn around and help us because that's what teams are for. But people who are small and don't have teams or maybe their friends are in the same situation, they don't get that kind of help that we do. And that's where it sucks. I don't like seeing other people struggle. That's where it makes me angry. I don't like seeing the the, the bigger picture of being overtaken when you should look at the whole picture. And that's where you take the small people and put them in there as well. That's what makes me angry. And just to, to round it all off, too, uh, like I said, I'm not going to sit here and you know call people bad business owners because they're not. Lily and Jordan do a fantastic job with Lotus. But I, do, I really do want to say one thing because it did make me kind of angry seeing this. Um, uh, when you... Um, when you come when you come to make a, a post about an event or stuff like that, um, don't call people out. We at the end of the day, uh, at the end of the day, we're friends. Like you know, you know, I'm friends with Omar. You like what was said. All of us are friends with Lily. All of us are friends with Omar. All of us are friends with everybody from like you know, owners for Sidetex, the owners for uh, Fat Ogre and stuff like that. But at the end of the day, you also have to remember that this is a business to customer relationship. If you come out guns blazing and shooting your customers in the back, it's not going to make it. It's not going to make anybody look good. And that, that, that really does kind of sting me wrong at the end of the day. So I just want to point that out as well. Uh, like I said, we all are in the day where everybody is an adult. I do not take that away. We're all adults and everybody does need to act like an adult in this situation. We're not children. Don't fucking, don't, don't start pointing guns. Don't start pointing fingers and don't start shooting at each other in the back. We're all a community. And we all need to act like a community. But that community also needs to sit there and look out for everybody, not just trying to throw shit at each other because we want to start proving points. It hurts everybody at the bottom line. Like I said, this is the first time we're doing this in Houston. We need to make sure it looks good for Houston. Yeah, I want to make Otherwise, sure it's not the last time we do it. That's the thing, right? Exactly. And we need to make sure that it just we, we do look in general. Making Houston look good is great and all, but we still need to make sure that uh, at the end of the day, we're not sacrificing anything to make it look good. We're all good people. Let's act like it. I agree. And those are very good, valid points. And it wasn't like a fuck you kind of rant. So I appreciate you coming in and being very concise with it. Because um, I can agree with a lot of your viewpoints. And like I said, I don't have a dog in the fight. Uh, I'm not for the ban list. I'm not against the ban list. I'm not playing. I'm not judging. I'm not doing anything with the event. Okay? So just so everybody's clear. Um, so I really could care less if it was ban list or not. I just know we had to make a decision. And by we, I still, for whatever reason, implement myself with Lotus because it's my sponsored store, even though I have no influence on the decision made. Although a lot of people probably don't believe that because I get so many messages in regards to stuff that I have no control over. I mean, if they had to come up with something that was like, you know, like it was something super hard that they couldn't come up with or they didn't something they didn't understand, you know, the the main person for their group, they'll always they might they might as well just go to you because you understand Dragon Ball the uh, as their go-to person true I, I i do give some influence but you know obviously at the end of the day not my business no yeah like i said the dragon ball i like the, helping them understand dragon ball is is like where you help but like you know like like most people do need to understand as i said everybody's an adult don't start uh, pointing guns at anybody uh jonathan's does not work for uh lotus gaming he is just part he is just sponsored by them yeah he doesn't get he doesn't get a paycheck he doesn't uh uh, he doesn't start influencing decisions like you know, hey, we need to we need to start uh, 
buying this game or we need to stop selling this game, stuff like that. No, no. I, as much as my wife thinks I should get paid for uh, for the amount of time I spent at Lotus just hanging out, uh, I unfortunately do not get paid for going to card shops and playing. So uh, with all that said, obviously um, it was a pretty big deal uh, just as a hot topic because it's so close to the event. It can literally change who wins, what wins, who plays, who doesn't play. I know refunds was a hot topic. If, you, if the ban list occurred, people were asking for a full refund when the event itself is non-refundable. Uh, but the, the, the only issue I have with that, too, uh, going back to the money thing. Yeah, of course. Uh, it, it's, it's, uh, um, it, like I said, it does say it's non-refundable. So there, there's always that argument to say there, but it's just... Um, to change it. To change it does kind of change, you know, what you're agreeing to when you purchase. Oh yeah, you purchased it when it was, you know, uh, whatever uh, event A, but now it's turned to event B. And I know somebody had made that remark in the comments. Again, not naming names. I know who it is, Um, but uh, I can agree with that point. Like I said, neutrals can be not on one side or the other. Uh, And at the end of the day, the decision was made to do both. So, you know, nobody got screwed over. Nobody had to go uh, find a new deck to play or spend money, thankfully. Uh, but if the people who did want to implement the ban list, they have the option to play in that kind of tournament also. I'm just, uh, I'm saddened that we can't do both tournaments at the same time because I know a lot of people will only play Saturday. And Sunday's going to see, I think, in my opinion, from all the other tournaments I've been to, a steep drop off because it's the day that people decide to go back home. Because uh, it's the weekend and you have to work Monday or whatnot, so uh, it might be mainly just local players playing the the new ban list format. If they had a little bit more time, they well, Lotus probably could have gotten like a, 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 a like a bigger like they could have got like because I know they went from their store to another so their second location. But if they had a little bit more time, they probably would have gone from their second location to a uh, like an actual like George R. Brown type. Yeah, yeah, and then they could have ran both, and that could have that could have that could have solved a lot of issues too, because then you could have, then you run both events at the same time, and then you have those people who want to play bandless play, like you said, people who want to play bandless play, and people who don't want bandless play as well. True, and I think I know uh, there was a big influence for content creators, which has nothing to do, like you said, with the people playing in it, uh, but as a community as a whole, uh, being able to kind of like usher in a new meta. To have content creators say, look at what we found with the data from the regional or PPG event, because it's not a regional, it's an invitational. Um, that aspect, that potential, uh, without having the full roster of people playing on Saturday in that Sunday event, uh, obviously you still get some data, right? But it's like not a true data. Just like when we see these like 30 man regionals, it's like, okay, but is it real? No, probably not, right? Um, but yeah, like I said, Hot, hot debate for like three days. Now nobody's talking about it, so it's fine. Uh, I'm excited to have PPG in Houston. It's literally like five, ten minutes from my house, and I will not be going to it, which is like the crazy thing that I would drive <laughs> four and a half hours to go to the Dallas Regional, uh, but I won't drive ten minutes to the to the local regional. Uh, a lot of things have changed, obviously. Being a, a father and, and things have definitely changed my perspective. I might stop by, but there's no way I can take a full day away from my son. Um, especially with with him being out of the country right now, like I haven't seen him in a week, and I'm like I'm dying. So uh, I still have to work. So I'm gonna see him like two hours a day, and then when I'm not working Saturday, I want to spend like all my time with him. So no, I got you. when he goes down for a nap, I might make a, a quick run to the to the location. 
But yeah, but you, you get to do that because it's in Houston. True, I get to do that because it's in Houston. But I'll probably still have PPG pulled up on my phone <laughs> via Twitch the whole day. Um, what else you guys want to talk about? Oh, Evan, you had your uh, your secret battle with Joku today, and uh, unfortunately, you lost. I'm sorry that you um, had a tough match there, but oh, your your game, yeah, your game one was just that. That was it. it was super a uh, super what, fun. That hand, like I I actually told Joku this. I enjoyed round two. Because he, it, it was like he called me after we did the recording. He goes, "Man, you gave me a run like that." Man, second round was amazing, but the first game was I didn't have the other that the one drop counter Vegeta, and that TN that let me play a skillless from the energy, and that really really sucked. And then come to find out, the majority of those cards were in my life, um, but it, it was fun. I you know, you know, I, I always say that. Whatever it does to make the community happy, that's what makes me happy. Um, and, you know, I try to find that balance of competitive play, of course, with doing that with Team Rays, and then trying to adapt to the to the community now at this this caliber, I guess. You know, which is overwhelming at times, but in a good way. It's just there's so many people just hype. And excited, and they want to be able to just engage. So I, I, I told Joku, you know, like Joku said, you know, when we both have fun, we both win. So that was my thing was just to make sure people really enjoyed it. And which I was actually more, I was actually more concerned about the audience, the the, the people, you know, the, the 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 groups, you know, the members, you know, wondering if they were going to just enjoy this match. And it it was just, you know, it was all love. Like it was, it was, it was wow. It was it was really well done um, with on Joku's half with with everything, so it was fun. Like, like I said, the, the first match, like that that, oh, that the one, first uh, match, the first match, the first match was so oh. brutal to watch. But it was no, no, so I, swing I, I do, pass, I, swing pass. Yeah, I do agree <laughs> with you on the second match. Though the second match was definitely was definitely very good, especially with the uh, with yeah. you and Joku actually doing going back and forth, making the. Because uh, it actually it actually was very good, and it, it was like it was very hard to see who was gonna win, especially because if you're watching it like I was watching it live, um, you know I actually didn't like, I I was like I was actually thinking we we're gonna go to game three, uh, with you getting game two and we're gonna go to game three, but um, now that uh, I, I rewatched it again and like you can kind of tell like it was a, like it was gonna like it was just a like that, that's why I like watching things live because like you really can't tell in the heat of moment who's gonna win. Oh yeah, it was it was it's one of those things that you know that's what because <laughs> uh, uh, I mean shout out to Peter went for him brought a deck. Uh, Peter actually tweaked the deck up and it's actually a lot better. Which he ordered some cards <laughs> that, <laughs> that that came in that actually makes the deck work. Um, but he he did inform me that blue yellow. I mean, he, he even showed me his deck. He told me he said, "Look, I'm doing it. The deck list I'm playing with with Bojack is actually." pretty good with the blue yellow engine so you look at blue yellow engine i'm like oh man this is gonna be uh you know against a mountain blue deck this is gonna be pretty tough but uh i tell you man that that four drop unison boo oh my goodness like that thing is disgusting uh man that that thing is disgusting and yeah. it it's 
it's such a good card, which I'm actually surprised it didn't get hit. Uh, I'm surprised it didn't get hit by one. Um, like I say, that was one of the things to see to see blue be at this level where it didn't even get touched. Makes me think about what the meta is going to be like with the King Vegeta, with you know Soul Striker, especially with Baby. Oh my gosh! So I'm just hoping that, uh, like I told Joku, I just hope that we get more bullets <laughs> that we could play, that we could run. And that we were able to enjoy the concept of a long range game, you know, because like I said, with Spirit Boost coming out, Spirit Boost, it kind of overpowers Unisons in late games only because they have early trigger points that can affect cards on the field where Unison, you just rely on markers, you know. So it, it's, 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 it's interesting to see where we're, where, where we're going with this. I, I just think that, I just personally think that with, with, with the match, of course, I got off topic. My bad. With the match, um, it was fun. Uh, I never really played Gohan like that. I did watch some Gohan gameplay, but this just shows where the game is going, you know. And it also makes me wonder what decks are going to get touched um, in the future. Uh, how what decks are going to get hit, you know, and how, how what's the range is going to be like? Because uh, right now, I mean, you're looking at Bojack blue yellow being meta you know i mean you got some decks out here that are just becoming more relevant with this set you know so i think that now it's you can either do like a spicy deck where you could just play test and make sure it works or you could just play meta so that's what that match actually showed me but outside of that i i mean i the, the reaction was incredible uh i didn't think people were actually going to enjoy it <laughs> but um it, it turned out well. Yo, uh, Joku actually counterplayed your Boo Unison that you put in your deck with that yeah. Zamasu. Oh my god. Oh, that was brutal. I was like, that's the most brutal thing ever. That's Zamasu. That Zamasu is just so powerful. It is. And and what was so crazy about it was that the the, the fact that it you can only get it in a pack <laughs> you can only get it in in, in in a pack like that, and you're it's so it's, I mean, you, of course Dragon Ball cards are going to be expensive. It is what it is, but the fact that you get it in a, in a pack and get it so soon and use it, I mean that just really boosts up blue yellow. Like it boosts up blue yellow, and not only that, but it's just it's a good power creep card. It's a very it's definitely a power creep card for this for this for this set. So I. Like I said, he played well. Like, I knew he had it, you know? It was just a matter of when he's going to draw into it and when will he be able to actually play it. So I, I just hope that we get color cards like that where we can run it in other decks, you know? Because that, that blue-yellow is, is, is so wild. Like, that, it, it may get hit in the future, but I, I don't see that card going anywhere anytime soon. No, I think, I think with the... Um, like I said, I just like it when they make multicolor cards because I really do miss multicolor decks. I miss multicolor too. Well, they tried the monocolored engine. You know, they did the mono thing for a while, like for a while. But um, I think people were more excited. Uh, I was telling Bandai that as well. Um, I was telling Bandai that I think people were more excited about multicolor back in because I had to talk with the the head marketer back in no was it no no probably April or May, and this is like months after I did the Giant Force reveal, and he was asking me. He was like, "What do you think about?" 
Like, do you think the cards are good? Do you think the cards... And I tell him, I say, well, a lot of people are shifting. And this is when King Piccolo was a big old threat, which I still think it is a big threat. But this is when King Piccolo was actually just... You you tapped with King Piccolo too, didn't you? Yeah. Yeah, you did. This is when King Piccolo was actually like one of the strongest decks, which still is. But I was telling him that mono, the mono colors are great. People enjoy them. But I think people miss Surge. They miss the multicolor cards. And, of course... They were trying to focus on other stuff because Surge is still too powerful. Um, they even told me in text. Let, let, listen, Bandai, if you want to make remake Surge, you come hire me. You, you, you go on Facebook, go to go to Ryan Wyland, and hit me up a message and be like, "Hey, this is Bandai. We don't know how to make Surge. Please help us." And I will sit down with all of you. Bring me what? What? What was it? It was like one lady and like three dudes who made Surge. Uh, go. I, I will. I will I only talk to those people. Well, I think okay. So, uh, Tony G from Super Players told me that it was eleven. I think uh, I don't know if I can say his name or not, but he told me he told me the uh, Zach from Bandai that well, marketer was that I think it was six or seven. So bring bring, I, bring me bring me those seven people. I will work with those seven people, and we will make the best search meta ever. But I will say that the girl who makes yellow, I mean, from what Tony G told me, that the woman there's only one one woman who makes yellow, and she, she tries her best to make yellow busted. <laughs> so bring, bring me bring me that woman. She will. We will we'll take all all. What was it? All seven, eight, nine of us together. We will craft the best meta. Yeah, yeah, but <laughs> uh, but I, like I say, I think that multicolor is coming back. It, it makes people. I mean, I ain't, I'm not gonna lie. I guess I'd be biased because I like the Beerus Weiss combo and Invoker though. But when Set Nine came out with the with their multicolor cards, I fell in love with it, and I think people fell in love with that set because of the combo cards. And actually, we have conversation. A lot of the fans of just of the card game uh, enjoyed the. Uh, they enjoy the the, the 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 little colors. They enjoy the you know or multicolors. I'm sorry. They enjoy multicolor cards, and they enjoy the fact that they're able to just add more, I guess, spices to the deck. But I think, like, I love the checklands thing. I mean, I don't play Magic, but the whole multicolor energy that was actually one of my favorite things to do back in the uh, back in set seven when I was playing U seven Frieza. The multicolor uh, engine was actually really fun to play. Um, and, you know, I think monocolor cards get boring at times. I think monocolor cards are fun uh, for a while, but it just sounds weird to me. But I think monocolor cards run out of juice later on in the game, unless it's like a fast paced deck like King Vegeta. So, but I'm happy that they're bringing it back. I mean, they seem like I told Ben, I was like, yo, you know, people seem very, they seem very happy that it, it's working. So, you know, they're, they're, they're trying their best. I mean, they're trying to make the game more balanced and stuff. You know, I think after, I mean, the game been out for about four years, so I, I'm pretty sure about a year or so, they'll probably know the balance of it. It's kind of like with Yu-Gi-Oh! Yu-Gi-Oh! went from, what, greens to only for banning the card, you know? So, I mean, I think they just have to look at the cards as a whole and go, okay, this is the uh, direction we're going to take. So, that's fair. but yeah. Um, uh, so I, I do like the fact that uh, for Monocolor, at least to keep up with the Multicolor, like the Gohan from the starter deck that's coming out, it's two red cards, and then you can basically arrival it. Uh, right. 
like it's the same thing as what you would do for uh, for multicolor, right? You need a red and a green or blue and a yellow and you can arrival, but now you just need two red cards to do the same thing. So uh, I really like that they're pushing for uh, to keep monocolor with the same triggers as a, as a multicolor, but I'm hoping they'll push for more multicolor support because we've been, and they are, right? They've been printing some, some cards in multicolor now. Yeah, especially with the... Uh... The cards that are coming out with the chant packs and the promo and the promo packs, like the cooler alone is just like eyes that like you know we're still getting support for like you know the really popular multicolor colors you know like blue yellow. Somebody please like, put uh, some red yellow back into the into the game. This Beerus is just like tempting me, but there's like oh. nothing else <laughs> that I can pull. Dude, this Beerus right here makes me wish that they make would hurry up and make a Beerus blue red yellow surge again. Like can't uh... bring. Bring me my surge. I, I, I am Thor, and I demand another surge meta. Can you imagine a tricolor surge where you have to tuck three cards under the leader? <laughs> that would be disgusting, but I would love it. Um, I'm here for this. I mean, yep. you'd have to trigger, like, so many things. Like, draw three, untap three would be, like, the standard, because you're pitching so many cards, but... Uh, with the the way that Vegeta promo works, where you can play a unison off the battle card, it'd be cool if they were like um, take a, a unison from your drop or from deck and play it with one marker on it as part of the awaken. That'd be pretty neat. Yeah, it'd be pretty litty. Speaking about litty, uh, Evan, I know you can't say anything, so I'm gonna have you blink um, over Discord if we uh, if Ryan and I can guess. What the secret room is going to be? Yeah, go blink, blink, oh blink. We need you to blink at least three and a half times, and then do five jumping jacks. Right. We... Oh, I okay. I'm just saying you guys are recording on my. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> do record my jumping jack. <laughs> yeah, uh, yeah. But, but uh, like I said, we only have one secret left. Uh, we're waiting until uh, sometime this week. Do you know what day it is this week that we're waiting on? Uh, uh, if, if you can tell us, if you can tell us, if you can tell us. I think, I think Friday day. I'm I'm not sure because I'm like, I think they have I think they have Joker doing it Friday. Uh, if not Friday, I think it's probably the following. But don't quote me on that. I'll have to ask them. Um, I, think, I think that kind of makes sense because I think the first one was Wednesday, the second one was a Thursday, and that and then yeah, if yours is on Friday. Then like you know, then it's like you know every other proceeding. So that that kind of makes sense. There's kind of like a bit of a theme going on. And Evan, if you can't say and you said too much, if you let me know before I, I edit and publish, I will edit this part out. <laughs> okay. Yeah. Oh no, no, you're good. <laughs> yeah, like I said, we, no. we we could go ahead and just take stuff down and edit it. We're not trying to get Evan in trouble. Yet. No, no. No, you could keep all this. I all I know is that uh, like I said, without the with the most. I can't. I can't say anything. I want you to kill me. But uh, no, you can. You can uh, play all this on the on the podcast. I will say. I think this would be really cool. I just. I just. Man, what can I say? Um, <laughs> just wait. Just wait. Just. Just wait. And uh, I, we're all in this together. I mean, I still. Mm. I'm still doing the reveal with. Like I'm. Still, I'm doing this the reveal with Joku. So uh, I, I just. I just want y'all to watch it. I mean. <laughs> I, I I can't. You know, it's so funny. People have been texting me. Hey, have you seven? Yo, tell us, tell us. I'm like, ah, like I just we're in this together. Like I I don't know. 
Leave me alone. Just Leave wait. Evan U7 alone, guys. Let him <laughs> let him live his life in peace for the next four days. But I really think we're all in this together, though. Like as a whole, like as a community, as a whole, like it's. Um, I really think that is really cool to see um, what they're doing. Not not just with the reveal, but just how they got everybody. They they really hyping everyone up. Um, but. Like I said, I don't know. I can't say anything. I don't know. All I know is that, you know, it's just we're, we love Dragon Ball, and that's it. <laughs> All right, Ryan. I'm going to say three three guesses apiece. Obviously, Evan's not going to say anything. That's fine. But I'll let you go first if you want to do all three or if you want to go one-to-one. And uh, we can do, like, two serious, one joke if you want because uh, – wow. I'm gonna I'm gonna do three joke and no suit. <laughs> uh, but my first one, uh, th- this is the only reason why I'm gonna say it's this is my first one, and I'm just gonna go ahead and say the one I'm like ninety percent positive it might be is because of the fact that it's not only because only because of the fact it's because Evan himself is the one that's uh that's being targeted for the reveal, is that we're gonna get a victory strike secret. We're gonna get our third victory strike secret. Hmm. It's gonna it's gonna be mono red and it's gonna be the ending scene uh, when uh, Goku and Frieza both take out Jiren out of the uh, out of the, t- the the ring. So when uh, when they do like the little arm raising up and like you know uh, Goku goes Super Saiyan and Frieza you know hits him uh, with his full power and they launch him out of the ring. I think that's gonna be our secret. We're gonna get a victory strike secret and it's gonna be uh, we're gonna get another U seven uh, victory strike a mono red victory strike. Okay, mono red victory strike. That's guess one for Frieza Goku. You want to hammer him out or what? Uh, no, I'll let you go next, and then I'll I'll, I'll, I'll go mine, <laughs> okay. and then we'll give we'll have Evan reveal that I was playing. <laughs> <laughs> we, will, we will not. We will not have Evan reveal we, it. We will, we will not have Evan reveal the secret. If any of you are here for the Evan reveal, cut cut this part at the beginning. If you if you are here <laughs> for the Evan reveal, disclaimer: Evan is not revealing anything. Um. Okay. So. I think that uh, that's a very good guess that it's Victory Strike. So we'll eliminate Victory Strike, right, from the rest of the card guesses because if it's Victory Strike, cool. Uh, I think what we might get is an extra card with Goku going Ultra Instinct where the idea of the card is something like if you were to lose the game this turn, you can't. Like you cannot lose the game this turn. Something about uh, until the end of your next turn, you can't lose, add the top card. I don't know. Something where you just don't lose. Kind of like that I, SSB Kaioken Goku that could restand. We, we had a discussion about this. I, I think um, I think what you wanted, because uh, you, you, you said it better at the, the beginning. I probably I you did. did. You, said it, you said it along the lines of when you activate this card, uh, end your turn, uh, uh, you cannot lose the game until the beginning of your next turn. If you start the beginning of your turn with no life... Yeah, instead of losing the game, you would you instead put uh, the top card of your deck into your life, uh, and you uh, uh, instead of that you'd put the top card of your deck in life, or put a card from your hand into your life. Whichever one would probably be more fitting as like you know uh, a trade off. Ooh, uh, if we're gonna go with the Ultra Instinct theme, so what you just said, right? Like uh, you can't lose the game until the end of your next turn. Um, no, no, it'd, be, it'd be to be the beginning of your ne- at the beginning of your next turn because you because when you play the card it ends your turn. Well, at the beginning of your next turn, then you die, unless you're saying the trigger is the life. You get one life uh, from the top of your deck. So no, the trigger is you cannot lose the game until the beginning of your next turn. 
and then it has uh, it's kind of uh, it's kind of like you know how Vegex has the ability of whenever you deck out instead of losing the game, you instead reshuffle your deck. Right. And, and it's it's like the same clause. If you were to start your turn with no life, then you add a of, life. Yeah, instead of losing the game, you add a life. So if your opponent just passed turns, you die. <laughs> uh, no, no, you don't die because if you um, because like the card stops you from dying. No matter what, you're not gonna die. Well, it says if you have if you start with okay. Anyway, the details of the card don't really matter, but the fact that like you can't die that turn, I think might be a secret. Word. I'll leave it at that. There's too much I could th- theorize into this, but that that's my first guess. Is a card that won't let you die. My second guess is going to be, um, uh, what's it called? It's going to be uh, the ending of Super. Uh, it's going to be MVP seventeen. It's going to be a. Um, it's going to be either two things. It's either going to be an extra card or it's going to be a Unison card. Another um, secret rare Unison, huh? Another secret rare Unison because we need more of this. But uh, I think it's. I think it might be an extra card um, that. Um, I honestly don't know what I would want it to be, but I just want it to be the ending. I want I want the ca- I want a card that's not the uh, just the wish card that's not used anymore. Right, uh, that one's to use the ar- Yeah, the one to use MVP seventeen because that artwork at the ending is really good, uh, and I like it a lot. We talked about how they waste good art on shitty cards. Oh yeah, hundred <laughs> percent. But um, it could it could play into actually to the Gohan um, to the new, to how the new Gohan wants to play with. Um, uh, what's it called? With uh, Skillless, it could be like you know, um, uh, choose up to like uh, what is it? How how uh, choose up to a certain amount of Skillless cards with different because they haven't revealed released everything for how Gohan Skillless is going to be. No. And so this is this is how I'm, I, I, I want the Skillless card to be, or the secret to be based on the, the this is how I think the Gohan deck's going to be. Choose a Skillless card with uh, every different with a each with a different name with the Universe Seven uh, trait. So basically, you would get you would get a Piccolo, a Frieza, a Goku, a Vegeta, an oh, AT, like Goku a lineage. Yeah, yeah, you would, but instead you would play them from your. They, would, they have to be in your drop. If they're not in your drop, you don't play them. So if there's like only a Goku, if there's only a Goku, bless you. If there's only a Goku and Vegeta in drop, when you play the seventeen, you only play the Goku and Vegeta. Right, but right. if you play the seventeen, you play all those. You give them a a little bit of a boost. Uh, because, like I said, uh, they haven't they haven't shown off what the Gohan is. He is a vanilla leader, so what I'm thinking is that they're going to be 10Ks, and then when he plays them, he gives them all uh, a, a 10K buff or like a 5K buff, and they all start swinging. So he just he just hits the board, boom, soul charge all those uh, vanillas, hit the board, swing it at the lead. Interesting. So no unison. I'm going to kick the unison off. We're going to go full battle card for um, uh, MVP 17. Okay. Um, my next guess is, and I'd have to go fact check myself, uh, when Goku hits the spirit bomb on Jiren, I don't think he's Ultra Instinct yet, right? He's not Ultra Instinct until after, uh, after the explosion. Right, from the spirit bomb. So, I'm gonna say spirit bomb on Jiren, so it's gonna be like an above angle where you see, like, Jiren looking up at Goku and he's just, like, launching the spirit bomb, like, above his head at Jiren, like that kind of art. So it's like super badass looking with all the foil and shit. Mm-hmm. And it's going to be something along the lines of like, um, X amount of skillless battle cards in the drop removed from the game. Play this card from your hand for like four energy or three, three energy. Cause that's like the curb two or three energy. What was the cost for the super 17, uh, absorbing 18, the, the fucking, 
it's a one drop. Oh fuck. Okay, so yeah. for for like two energy, if you have ten or more skillless battle cards in your drop area, or remove or remove the cost of uh, this card for every skillless in your drop area. So it could be a, like a, a a one drop, like uh, Sin Chenron is. Um, and it's like an 8-drop, right? So you, you can remove it down to a 1-drop because it's one specified red. Uh, it has like Deflect, Barrier, Triple Strike, Dual Attack, um, 40,000, I think is what most Secret Rare powers are. Yeah. And then like maybe a once-per-turn, Crit 2 Life, Restand this card. Ooh, so kind of get like the Kaioken effect as well? Yeah. But yeah, instead of adding the cards, you crit your life. Yeah, I could, I could, I could see that. That's actually a good idea. So it could be like a one-cost secret rare. Uh, well, I don't know. I guess, yeah, I don't know. We'd have to see something along those lines. I obviously, I'm not a card card game maker, so. Yeah, yeah designing cards. I, I like to joke, but designing cards is very hard because you know you could you could you, everybody could say, oh, this card if you know if it did this, it'd be super busted. And like that sometimes is the issue. You can't make a card that's super busted because then it just breaks the meta and you have a, a tier zero meta. So that's why I do like to make jokes, but I do understand that card making is very hard. If you if if you do the wrong effects, or it's, it's kind of like uh, fighting games. If you do the wrong frames, or you make a a move lasts too long, or, or an immunity frame lasts too long, you can create a, a very cancerous meta very quickly. Oh yeah, they were telling me that. There's, I, I was asking, I was like. Well, when I called, when I called uh, the marketer, I said, <clears throat> "See, he's part of the development team as well, but he said it gets really hard." He, I said, "How do, how do you guys?" Because I, I tell him, "You, they're, they're geniuses just to keep this game alive in this sense. You know, they have license from Toy, um, but they were saying that it, it's, you know, is it, I, I, I'm pretty sure it's six or seven of them." Um, now, I know that used to be more than that, but I think they went to other departments, but don't quote me on that. But they were saying that it's, it's really hard work. Like, they're, you know, because they, they, they were telling me that, you know, they get ideas from the people who do Dragon Ball Heroes, you know, so they help Clearly. each other with ideas. Clearly yeah. they do. But, but it, it, they were saying that that creative part is, is hard work. But I tell them that they do a great job, not saying card game competitive-wise, but they do a great job being artists, you know, they're creatives. And I think that's the cool thing about this game. Yes, you get annoyed with certain sets and all that, but just outside of the, the game mechanics, they do a great job being creative. Like, the fact that you could create newer cards to support older cards, you know, I yeah, I mean, I think even as humans, we all forget stuff. People will say, Band I forgot about this card. But it's like, you have to give them props for four years. People say that this game was going to die in 2018, 2019, and we're four years, and they're, 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 they're expanding, they're creating, they realize, oh, we have a mission. And I told them, I said, look, you guys do a great job on making these cards because, you know, it's, it's, it's a creative perspective that they're actually putting in work, you know what I mean? And I think that's the most important thing, is that they're, they're working hard, and they're, they're, uh, they're, not, they're not holding back, but they're, they're creatives, you know, they're artists. You know, they're they're doing something that a lot of people are trying to, you know. But other than that, I mean, if Spirit Boost helps, because Unison War has been a long block. <laughs> it's been a very long block. I'm actually excited about the new block, which I actually don't know about. <laughs> I promise. But I, I'm I'm wanting I'm waiting to see what happens after this block is done. You know, like what's after Unison's. You know what I mean? 
Mm. You know, you don't know do mitts though. Out of everything, I miss campaign rares. Oh god! Can we, can, we, can we go back to that block? But anyways, though, I, I'm the final. On to my final. I, I, I'm actually gonna sneak in the uh, two guesses. Go ahead. Uh, I'm gonna fine. do uh, another real guess, which is a uh, my sleeper guess and my my joke guess. So my sleeper guess is going to be uh, a black secret. We're gonna get a black secret. It's gonna be SS3 uh, Mast Rose. Uh, from the new, from the new heroes uh, show. Interesting. They always do end up doing a Zeno character, but I think that's the Boo Kai, right? Uh, I think so. I actually don't know if he has the the word Zeno on it. I think that that might just be like an alternate universe thing or something like that. Or like a heroes okay. character, right? Like they always do like a heroes. Yeah, it, it could be just something 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 like that. But um, like I said, um. I really do. I think that's gonna be it because a that uh, pe- when he when he got when it was revealed that uh, Rose would be the next Mass Saiyan, uh, people were just like you know mega hype on that, and it was super good. I I, uh, I the design is really cool, and the fact that they also make him do SS three as well is gonna be really good. I, I do like that. So it's that's my cool. that's my that's my final guess for uh, my uh, my my real secret. Uh, and my joke secret uh, of the the uh, of the meta is, um, it's gonna be uh, a picture of uh, of uh, Boo when he sucks up Hercule to look like a like a suave guy, and it's gonna it's gonna it's gonna be when you play this card, activate one commemorative photo from your hand. If you do, you control your opponent's next decision. Wow. <laughs> That's that's my Busted. joke secret. That's my joke secret. It's that it, it, it's a commemorative photo combo card. You can only activate the the Majibu if you have one or if you have no cards in hand and one card in life. That's definitely making it worth your while to the next level. You're like, how much do you want to win this game? <laughs> how much? How much are you willing to put up with? <laughs> uh, if you get to sneak one, I'll get to sneak one. So my last. Real guess, and it's going to be tough because I, I, I do think one of these, I'll, I'll, I'll say it later anyway, but my last real guess, if, if everything's been following one of the leaders, um, Super 17 obviously got a Super 17 secret rare, Boo got a Boo secret rare, so I think it's either going to be, I, I really don't think it's going to be black this time, I think it's going to be red. I'm gonna say Mystic Gohan. I think Ooh. I think Mystic Gohan gets a secret. Um, I don't know what fucking uh, I, I can I can think of the the battle with him and Frieza fighting Dispo would be. Oh, that that that's not a bad idea. I think that might be one of his like more um, you know. Oh no! You know, what, you know what it could be? It could be. Uh... It could be him doing the Kamehameha where Piccolo's behind him charging the uh, special, beam. special beam cannon into the uh, Universe 6 Namekians. They, I think they talked about that as being an SPR. I, I, somebody had talked about that. I think it be, might be like Uni X something. It's YouTube channel talked about maybe being an SPR version of that card. But I do think Mystic Gohan deserves a secret rare. Uh, and this would be the set to do it with him being a, um, a base set leader. And every other base set leader that's gotten a secret rare has their character as a secret rare. So that way, that would make sense. And it's still U7 themed, right? Um, so that would be my real guess. My joke guess would be Farmer Shotgun secret rare, where it's going to be God. alternate universe, where he's just like, 
It's a masked farmer shotgun. <laughs> a masked farmer shotgun. Uh, your opponent pays two energy for it, and you get quad strike dual attack. Can't be Nick countered. Can't be blocked. <laughs> Just insta win. <laughs> Um, no, we'll, we'll give Evan, we'll give you one joke secret. Yes, you just you know for sure it's not going to happen, but what would you like to see as a secret rare? That would be funny. You know, what would you like to see as a secret rare in, in sets upcoming? Like, it doesn't, it, not this set, but like in a future set, what kind of secret would you like to see? Uh, I actually, I'm, I'm with you on the SS3 Rose. Uh, I think that, that's nice. Uh, that, that card, I don't know. I My only thing is. <laughs> I don't want Dan to laugh at me, a uh, killing. But I can see them if they do make an SCR Rose SS three. I can see them making it resolve around the whole Zamasu engine, right, or right. if they want to be fair or make it to where everybody will want to get on it because you know it's, it's a fan service character right now. He's hot right now. Got the Hero series. I can see him being like a black SCR. Um. To where if you know you have a certain amount of cards in your drop and then a certain amount of cards in your hand that uh or let's say you you have more than fifteen cards in your drop, uh you reduce the unison cost of this card by three or four or something you know, something like that, or when you play this unison uh auto or add a marker, work one card from the uh drop and your opponent discards one card into the into well yeah, yeah. Or or I'm sorry, you send one card from your warp back to your drop. Right, mm-hmm. and then your point drop a card, or uh, something like that. It, you know, uh, it's just an idea. Um, another card I like to see is uh, honestly, I like to see Ultra Instinct Giant Goku, uh, Sasano Giant Goku, when uh, he fought Moro in the manga, but he becomes a huge, gigantic Goku. I think that'd be pretty cool. Um, but uh, I definitely want to see. Uh, I would love to see Vegeta. Uh, with his new form from the manga. Oh, yeah. I, was to, I was about to bring that up. Let, let, let's squash that one because I don't want to be spoiling for people who was reading the manga. I, but, oh, oh, oh. Yeah. but no, I was gonna, I was gonna bring that up. But I go, I remember that just came out, and I don't want to spoil anything for anybody. I uh, yeah, oh, I'm definitely oh. not caught up on the manga at all. Yeah. Oh yeah, but um, details of his form, but just no spoilers. Just, just read the manga. Uh, what else? another secret I like to see? Um, I would love to see. Uh, this is actually maybe a broken SCR though. Is have like the the Grand Priest like the the best? I mean, look at like the like y'all seen the SS4 Gogeta art, uh, art that came out recently? Yeah, the, the, the SPR one. The SPR one. So I like to see that artwork, but on a like a an all universe SCR where it's the Grand Priest, Luis, and the Gods of Destructions are all on the card. I think that'd be pretty cool, SCR. Um, you know, like when you play it, it has this ability where it literally like just sends everything back into the deck, and then you, and then of course he for every card that's in your uh, drop, he gains plus like three hundred three k or something, and he swings for like double strike. I don't know. I, I I just that, and then I have a lot of ideas, but that's why. Uh, one more, one more. Um, the the um, in Dragon Ball Heroes. I like to see Super Saiyan Four, um, uh, the the Super Saiyan, not Super Saiyan Four. Uh, I like to see um, it was in the beginning of Dragon Ball Heroes. I'm sorry, I'm trying to think. Don't, I'm, I'm trying to think. Super Saiyan, the Super Saiyan Four Vegito? Or no, no, not Super Saiyan Four. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm sorry, SS Four Vegito. 
S is for Vegito, and then Scientist Food, New Farm, and Dragon Ball Heroes. I'd like to see those two at SCRs. I think they'd be great cards, too. Uh, those two guys do have pretty bad S forms. Yeah, they, their forms are good. So it's a matter of if their SCR ability is going to be great. Which I think it is. Yeah, yeah. Uh, but I think that's about it. Do you have anything else, Jonathan? Uh, yeah, I do actually. A reboot as uh, uh, set to Vegito, please, Bandai. Yeah, re- reboot as or yeah, reboot uh, set to Vegito, please, and bring back Surge. Oh, uh, on that about the Vegito, I actually asked them why they haven't done it. They say that they thought about doing it. It was done, but it felt like untapping one energy and drawing would be too broken. So, Bandai, Bandai, come talk to me. Uh, I, you cowards! I will set you on the path. <laughs> I. I actually want Vegito to come back. I will set you on the path of greatness because that's what I'm good at. Wow, path to greatness. Um, I I think that's going to be it for our our show. Uh, Obviously, we're going to do our our shout-outs here. Uh, I'll start us off. Uh, Shout-out to all of the Houston community for being you. Uh, We love all the teams, all the players. If you're not on a team, you know I still love you. Uh, shout out to Lotus Gaming Shop, the sponsored store of the Salt Boys and host of PPG Houston. Uh, they are opening their second shop. Grand opening is actually uh, the day of PPG Houston, so that'll be cool. Um, so first big event for Houston ever for a Dragon Ball Super card game and hopefully uh, of many more to come. Um, shout out to the teams, of course, Team Salt Boys, uh, Meta Club, Team Rays, Team Dormant, Team Empire, um, hopefully I'm not missing any big teams. Team, what is it? Um, uh, shoot, I'm missing some big ones, I'm sure. Uh, what's Raul's team's name? They haven't played in a long time. <laughs> uh, Godstrike, got Team Godstrike, <laughs> whoever's left on that team. I couldn't remember that either. <laughs> um, but yeah, all the, all the Houston crew, uh, shout out to you guys, um, and all the shops, definitely all the shops. Thank you guys for keeping the community alive with products and uh, and supporting the players. Ryan? Yes. Yeah. I might cut out for a bit, but uh, no, I definitely want to give a big shout out to uh, Houston as well because we're getting, we, like I said, PPGs this week. I am very excited to, uh, excited. to partake in the first ever uh, Houston PPG. Uh, I want to do a, a big shout out to the team, Team Rays. Uh, definitely looking hey. forward to seeing everybody uh, from the team play on uh, Saturday. Uh, and then I want to give a, my big shout out to uh, Omar and Galaxy Gaming, the number one best uh, store in all of Houston, Nair say all of Texas, Nair say all of uh, the United States of America. I can literally think of no other store better. Drop oh. All right, then. Evan, any shout outs for you, sir? Uh man, I had a long day today. Good, it's <laughs> gracious. Um, <laughs> uh, shout out to Team Race, uh, Galaxy. Thank you, Jonathan, for your podcast. Uh, for being on your podcast again. I uh, remember the first time I did it; it was it was always great. Like I like I love being on your podcast. But after like great experiences, I think it's really cool. You know, I like being able to just do that. You know, I think it's cool. I, I, I love that um, Bandai, well, shout out to Bandai too, and I'm thankful that they're able to give me a platform to use. And then, of course, come to your podcast and share it. 
Sorry, I have ADHD, so I'm a tongue twister. Um, Got it. Uh, thanks for Lotus. Um, like I said, you know, I think at the end of the day, no one really had any intentions against Lotus. I just think we, you know, we love the game. So a lot of emotion and passion is is put into how we feel. Like I said, we really love this game, and I never loved a card game like this, uh, which is crazy because you know I always thought I was going to be a your player, but you know, guy was like, nah. Um, what else? Um, shout out to uh, PPG as well. Yes, I was gonna mention that at the end. Shout out to PPG for sure. Oh, no, 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 of course. No, George Mercado is actually, uh, he's really cool. He actually sends me hashtags of me saying Goku's my best friend when every time I order from them. That's <laughs> um, funny. It's actually, uh, it's actually George uh, Machia. No, I'm, playing. <laughs> I'm playing, I'm playing, I'm playing. Uh, but no, they're they're really great. Um, yeah, so thank you for PBG. And um you, you you know, my thing is is that I I think outside of the grind of having a, a first of all, it's crazy. Like we're we are we are so used to going to Dallas. Um and, and don't get me wrong, I love Dallas. But to see how this is in, in my opinion, outside of like being a, a fan who were like I remember you say this on your on the last podcast with me, Ryan, like being the first fan in card game history to like reveal cards as a fan and not a content creator or YouTuber or whatever. Um, it made me understand that Bandai does listen and it also showed me that the, the, the community is starting to listen. So, you know, for PPG to really consider Houston, knowing that everybody comes to Dallas, this Dallas, that, um, I think is, is really cool. So, I mean, I'm, I'm very, very grateful and it's so funny because it's actually this Saturday. Oh, my goodness. Evan, you know, uh, as long as I know that we've been going to Dallas for these events. And, and you know that as long as I know that I've been trying to get either PPG, Core TCG, whoever goes to Dallas, right? Every time. Hey, please look at who's here. It's half of Houston is here. Bring the event down to Houston. And yeah, half, half of Houston's in Houston. <laughs> for sure. It's like, you know, uh, when, when we had Top Cut in Dallas two years ago, I think that was the last PPG event we were able to have. Um, half of Top Cut was Houston players. Uh, half of the field was Houston players. We had over 100 Houston players show up. So, yeah. you know, the fact that now all that hard work, uh, all the people who had, you know, showed up, showed out, talked to the uh, TOs like I did, um, you know, it's finally come to fruition. It just shows, like, if you just keep digging at it, you keep working at it, you know, an opportunity will come, you know, and here we are with uh, post-COVID, shops are starting to open up, tournaments are starting to open up, and we get the first, one of the first cracks at uh, almost a clear uh, post-vaccination tournament where uh, people will be in uh, large amounts of uh, proximity of each other, you know, like before it was like you could only have, I don't know, 10, 20 people in a store. Now it's almost at full capacity if we're not already at full capacity in Houston. Uh, so it's really turning over to a new uh, a new trend. So I'm excited to see what, what happens from here on out. Uh, but that kind of uh, wraps up the episode, guys. Any last minute, I don't know, anything? Get your last little headbits out before PPG? Uh, like I said, Bandai, if you want to come get free advice, come talk to me. Uh, I need to invoke Green That's Oof. all. <laughs> I called that on the meme, by the way. All right, guys. Yeah. <laughs> All right, boys. Take it easy. Till next time. Y'all take care. Bye.